Hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome once again to the Unlimited Life podcast with Teresa. And on this episode, we'll be having another guest and we'll be talking about something that is very, very crucial for a life of all-round productivity and that is emotional intelligence. So we'll be having Selima Enang, who is an emotional intelligence coach and we'll be talking about emotional intelligence. Let's get right into the podcast episode. Why the conversation on emotional intelligence is important um, because I know sometimes we may sort of feel like maybe this is not really important. Uh, maybe the subject of my emotions don't really control me or affect me. So I want you to just touch on why is this subject, why is it even important that we need to be emotionally intelligent? Okay. Um, basically, emotional intelligence is, is, is literally everything, if we're being completely honest. I mean, for a very long time, there's been like a long emphasis on, you know, intelligent quotients, that's IQ. And mm. most people are focused on, okay, what's your IQ, what's your IQ? But then I think the one thing that was neglected for a while was emotional intelligence. And it's because at the end of the day, like your emotions basically control your life. And if you can't control your emotions, you will, you will destroy basically you and your life and the things that would ordinarily bring you happiness and joy and all of that instead of build them up so if we're speaking of like why emotional intelligence is important i don't think most people actually like understand or even know that emotional intelligence can affect your productivity when it comes to like your career your business your job your school it can affect all of that, right? That's why it's important. Because if the major key areas in your life is affected, job, career, school, business, relationship, personal and professional, then what exactly is life? Do you understand? Because at the end of the day, like the existence of you like here on earth is mostly made up of all of these things I just mentioned. Yeah. So your inability to actually manage them or to do them like properly or with intelligence clearly will destroy more than it will build. Mm. So yeah. So I I really agree with you because I have also seen um at least before this year I've I've seen how you know emotions can sort of affect things you do affect other areas of your life but. It was this year that it sort of just dawned on me that, oh, 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 this is why this um, subject around emotional intelligence is actually important. Because just taking a few classes around that line, I started to see that, oh, so this was, I know just looking back, I started to see that, oh, so this was why I was, you know, why my life was in this particular direction in the past and all. So I think I really agree with you. Yeah. And, you know, just as you have said, that fact that it affects our productivity, I mean, I think this year was probably the year that I was able also to, you know, come to that acknowledgement that oh, this is really important. So thank you for shedding some light on that. No. So I'm still in the light of that, I want to ask what are emotions. I know I've, I've heard quite a number of definitions around the topic, so I want to hear you. So what are emotions? Uh, 
I don't think that I ever actually have one definition for what emotions are. I mean, at the end of the day, they are, in basic terms, they are, they are feelings, do you understand, mm-hmm. that sort mm-hmm. of guide everything that you do. So, for example, motivation is an emotion. Wow. But most people I didn't... don't know that. <laughs> yeah, most people don't know that. But motivation is an emotion. So people focus on things like oh, sadness, happiness, mm. joy. But motivation is an emotion, if we're being completely honest. And the ability to, oh, wow, I'm so pumped to do this. Or, oh, wow, I'm going to do this. is is basically actually just an emotion. And when um, when you don't realize that it is, and you don't sort of have control of it or cannot come into control of it, it becomes a problem, do you understand? Because you're always walking around seeking for some external form of motivation. When, if we're being completely honest, it's an emotion that can be created. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. So for me, emotions are... That's why I don't have one particular definition of them. Because it's it's a lot. It's a lot Mm. of feelings and a lot of things that either make or mar you if you can't understand them so yeah okay so you said something when you answered that question that i just asked and i was like wow so uh, while you answered the question you said um when you're talking about motivation that it is an emotion that can be created so i'm wondering can emotions be created well don't you create your emotions though I mean, for example, um, what you focus on, like what you pay attention to, typically creates the emotion that you feel. Am I correct? Yeah. So if you focus on something that makes you sad, it'll create the emotion sadness, right? Yeah. So Mm. what you focus on and what you pay attention to typically creates the emotion motivation. Interesting. So there are four parts of emotion found in motivation. And the short form for it is, um, I think it's palm. I think it's called palm. Fiscal association, your attention, the language, and I can't remember what M means. Oh, yeah, meaning. So what does it mean to you? So when it comes to the attention, it's what you focus on. When it comes to language, what does it mean? Like, what's your main goal? What language do you use with it? Right. And then what does it mean to you? Like, what would this really actually mean if you were to do this thing or achieve this thing? If you can answer all of the questions, then you basically create the emotion motivation that pushes you to do what it is you need to do. Wow. You know, what the reason why I actually stopped is because there's this popular notion that emotions sort of happen to us in a way that we sometimes cannot control. So you just, um, you know, especially when people have mood swings and all of these things, it just feels like, oh, I'm just feeling this way. And mm. can't really do anything. So that was like, oh, let's just talk about the fact that we can actually create an emotion. Yeah. And I so, think... Yeah, I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening. I was thinking that the thing you just mentioned about what we focus on, I think it's so, so critical, so critical, because I think this is something that a lot of us engage in, but we don't really know that this is what happens. Yeah. So we are surprised that, you know, what we're feeling, you know, increases. 
and we don't know it's because we're focusing on it. Wow, this is so, so important. And thank you for sharing this. You're welcome. Um, I think what I was going to add was, um, okay, so typically, um, when I do things related to emotional intelligence, I'm typically always um, vulnerable and using examples from my life because it's easier to explain when you use a real experience as to giving an example that is abstract, right? Yes. So, for example, um, when it comes to me, right, and this is something I do with my clients as well, I always tell them to ask themselves why. The thing about emotions is unless you can question the why of the why of an emotion, you never actually find the reason why. I hope that makes mm. sense. Yes. So, um, using myself as, a, as an example, so this year has been particularly difficult. And it's also one of the reasons why it took me a while to respond to your email because mm-hmm. when I saw the topic, I'm like, oh my God, so <laughs> I really don't want to do this. <laughs> because, I mean, at some parts of the year, my mental health has tanked a lot. And it takes a while, right, to, to pull yourself out of it. And for me, like, it's, it's always the fact that I use work to sort of piggy bank or piggyback mm-hmm. on, like, the fact that well, I'm not fine. But then let's just work and kill ourselves, right? <laughs> so I've gone through, like, a lot of, like, loss this year. And one of them was losing, like, somebody who was very dear to me. I mean, not that the person died or anything. They just woke up on money and stopped speaking to me. And the thing about that is that it's now going to be like you needing. To... Sorry. All right, sorry. So yeah, it's now about me needing to sit down and unpack that emotion, right? So okay, he he left and stopped speaking to you. Okay, great. How do you feel about that? Okay, I'm sad. Okay, why are you sad? I'm sad because he left. But why are you sad because he left? Because he stopped speaking to me. But why? Do you understand? The consistent yeah. asking of why literally like unpacks what it is that's underneath the why. And so when you consistently ask the why of, okay, so why does it hurt you that he stopped speaking to you? Oh, because I think I'm, he misunderstood me. Okay, so why did he misunderstand? Do you understand? You start to yeah. get to the root of what the problem really is. Do you, do you get? So emotions mm-hmm. happen to us when we don't actually do anything about them. So like I always tell clients, like, you always know why. Do you understand? Sometimes we're just too lazy to find out. But it's not like I said we don't know why. At the end of the day... It's laziness that causes us to not want to unpack. But it's not because, oh, wow, this thing just happened and I can't figure out why I feel like this. No, that's not true. So, yeah, emotions are things that I believe you can create and uncreate, depending on of how aware you are of what's going on. Well, and it doesn't mean like, you can't be sad or you can't be broken or unhappy. It just means that when you're emotionally intelligent, you know why you are like all of these things. And instead of doing what is typical of most of us to focus on, oh my God, I'm so sad, and never come out of that place, you are able to unpack 
and go through all of the stages of grief that you need to go through. So, yeah. This is really interesting. And honestly, I'm going to have to sit with um, this um, recording and listen to it for myself because I, I think this is just a really important subject to have why. I mean, I, I also can relate with that experience, especially this year. I mean, this year has been a really interesting year. And that issue of just asking, why am I feeling this way? I, I've also found it to be something that I'm trying to practice more and more because I've seen how important it is. Yeah. You, know, you are thinking that, oh, you are so sad or you don't feel like doing something and it looks like there's no other way out. And you just just pausing to ask, okay, why am I feeling this? And trying to trace the exact source, it just becomes really easy to you know fix what exactly is the problem. I was sort of supplying that um, negative emotion and helping you come out of it. Yeah, this is really. And the part you mentioned about laziness, I mean, I wanted to just laugh because I said I, I think this is a very important because you know sometimes when you say laziness, sometimes especially mental laziness. We sometimes don't want to relate with it, and it feels like, oh, not true in that sense. But just that sitting down to gain some level of self-awareness, understand why we, you know, act the way we act, why we, we are responding the way we are responding, is something that I think a lot of us just find difficult to do. Yeah. So um, in that line, before we come to, um, because I think I want us to end at the part of, I know you already started to touch on that, but you know, how we can gain balance, just as you know, I, I was mentioning earlier, balance in regards to leveraging our emotions to make our lives better, and against allowing our emotions to plunge us into places we should not be, and you know, into a state of life that we should not be in. So, but before we get into that, I just wanted to talk a bit on the, this subject and why. And then, specific questions we can ask ourselves. Maybe not just in terms of um, the emotion, a specific emotion we're feeling now, but maybe in a more generalized terms of trying to understand ourselves and, you know, be more self-aware. Are there some specific questions that you would suggest we can ask ourselves? Well, I mean, when it comes to self-awareness, there are a lot of questions, but this is where you're going to have to take my class. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So is there anyone we can get so that we can, you know, be pumped up to take the class? Because I'm sure some of my people listening are, are really going to find what you have to offer very useful because I think there's something a lot of us have issues with. I mean, that's the thing. Self-awareness is, like I said, self-awareness is big and it's broad. And I mean, one of the first questions I always start with when it comes to my clients is, who are you? And you notice that when most people answer that question, they always tell you what they do for a living yeah but who are you is not a question that asks what you do it's literally who are you and that's the beginning of self-awareness because the ability to answer that and to actually know is the first step i mean if you can't answer that then you know that okay fine maybe what you think it is that you are what it is you think it is that you know definitely needs like an upgrade do you understand Okay. So yeah, the first question definitely has to be who are you? Yeah. I, I also agree with that because I think I mean what other question do you want to ask if you start from there? It's difficult to create sort of a foundation to 
Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is the place where I think I may peg on. This may be my final question. So I just want to ask around how do we leverage our emotions, you know, to sort of make our lives more productive? What are some of the things we can start to do? Um, I mean, this when it comes to, I think the balance is misunderstood. Okay. Especially in this generation, I think the balance is misunderstood. And I think that stems from the place of um, people always wanting to, oh, ah, I feel this certain way. What's that? No, no, I can't do that. I'm a hard guy. Do you understand? And um, as you go along in life, I think you start to realize that balance really is the ability to feel and the ability to sit in it. I think that this is a conversation that most people don't have and most people don't want to admit. But then if you consistently always rush through emotions if you consistently always rush through feelings if you never actually just sit balance isn't something that you'll be familiar with because we often think that balance is okay i'm productive i have a good career i'm making money um my personal life is great you know if something happens, maybe I lose my job or my partner leaves me. <laughs> well, hard guy, hard guy. There are many fishes in the sea. Let's move. But that's that's not balance. And that's that's not realistic as a human being. Yeah. So if you're going to be able to let your emotions work for you and not work for them and be able to be useful to yourself, you kind of have to learn how to feel and how to sit in it. So, for example, um, there are five stages of grief, right? And if we're being completely honest, when you look around, especially in this generation, not many people come out of the second stage. So the first stage is denial. The second stage is anger. The third is you bargaining. Fourth is depression. Fifth is acceptance. Most people never actually leave anger. And so if you stay in anger forever, it's kind of going to be hard for you to have balance and for you to be productive in the general sense of it. For example, I have this um I have this client and when I first had classes, I'd asked her to write out something and she attended to me. And when I went through her assignment, the first thing I asked her was, Why are you so angry? And her answer was, I don't know. I'm like, that's not true. That's just a lazy answer that you give yourself so you don't have to deal with anything. And the consistent reply of, I don't know, is one of your biggest problems. I'm like, because the fact that you've refused to answer this question is why you're taking this course. Because if you had answered it, you would be productive enough to move forward from it. I'm like, but you're angry. And your anger is, is sipping into everything else. It's sipping into personal relationships that you could have that you could be more useful in that you could be more productive but you are not because you're angry so i think that balance is misunderstood and the fox representation of balance in our generation asks that you don't feel anything and it tells you to 
had guy your way through life. But there's anything that I've learned when it comes to balance is that you need to be able to to feel and to sit in it. To be able to actually cry and be sad and to not be fine for three weeks or one month or a year. And to every day just unpack. Because the truth is that if you do not do it, if you cannot do it, productivity will be something that will be far-fetched. So even if you're hyper-productive in the situation of, oh, you're working a lot and you're getting more clients or you're getting a promotion at work, a part of your life will suffer. So, yeah, being able to deal with your emotions, being able to sit in it and feel it and being able to unpack them. This is why I'm feeling this way. This is what caused why I'm feeling this way. And this is what I can do better. This is what I've lost. This is why I lost what I lost. And even though the person does have their faults and why I lost this person or why this person is no longer in my life, what's my fault in it? And I think that's one of the biggest things for people, the inability to be able to look at ourselves when somebody wrongs us, right? So maybe you think that you didn't do anything, but maybe your fault really in the entire thing is your inability to be able to express enough how you feel about them. I know that we request that people be patient and stuff, but then at the end of the day, human beings typically request for things that they cannot give. So the person who isn't patient enough to actually understand you and give you the chance to step into who you are will request patience from you. You probably will give it, but they will not. And so if you are going to find balance, you have to remember that at the end of the day, the only thing that you can control in every single situation is yourself. And you can control how you feel. You can control if you unpack you can control if you're angry about something. You can control if you're grieving. You can't control anybody else. So if you will find balance, you must know that your emotions will play a big part in what balance really does look like in the real sense of it. So productivity is attached to your ability to be able to deal with what life throws at you at every given point and your ability to unpack and to know that it's okay to not be okay when you're not okay. And to be able to take it one day at a time. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> this <laughs> Actually. And so, a few of the things that I think really stood out for me while you were speaking is that um, first part of the fact that your emotions can seep into every aspect of your life. And you know, just using the example you also shared, if I'm, if I'm consistently angry, it's going to affect other things. And I think this is really important because sometimes we feel like we don't have to deal with something in one area of our life. And we feel like we'll be fine going on, you know, especially when probably it looks like we're doing well in another area. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, revolves and everything just sort of, affect each other. So I think that's so important that you shared that. And another thing that stood out from where you're speaking 
it's just this simple <laughs> sitting in an emotion and feeling it mm-hmm. and trying to understand it and because just as you see, it's something a lot of us find hard to do. Yeah. It's easier to shut down an emotion and act like it's not there. Yep. That face it and do something about it. So I think this is this has been an amazing time, honestly. And you you broke it down and made it so simple. Because you know, sometimes when we hear emotional intelligence, we look, we we think of some really big words that we can't, you know, we have to check our dictionary to explain what it means. <laughs> But you simplified it and, you know, just brought it down to our daily life of, you know, just, and, and I believe for something like this, the more we ask ourselves this why question, trying to understand and unpack our emotions, the, the better we are at it. So, yeah. you know, if we keep doing it regularly, you know, it becomes easier to, you know, not be that person that lives in denial and who just allows their emotion controls them, but somebody who is emotionally intelligent, which I believe is the goal we are all Yeah. Do you have any other thing to share with us uh, before we wrap up this episode? Um, I think that's mostly it. I'm just going to say that at the end of the day, um, the inability to to actually take out the time to be emotionally intelligent to go through all like the phases of what emotional intelligence really is will cost you. And I think that that's that's the reality that most of us do not come to terms with. It's the fact that at the end of the day, it it always ends up costing you, sometimes much more than you're willing to to give up for it. So, um, for example, like I said, I lost a friend this year. Yeah. That if we break it down and we look at it. The biggest reason is because he he had this thing where he would take his emotions and how he was feeling about a specific thing that I would do and probably draw a conclusion from it without ever actually asking me, right? Mm. And so when you have the conversation about it, he's already made up his mind. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he will not have the conversation about it. So the assumption that he draws from it and how he feels emotionally, that's that's literally it. And the thing is that you cannot win a battle that somebody has already caused you to lose in their head. No matter how much you fight or no matter how much you try and explain that your intentions differ from that assumption, it will never be enough because you already lost from the beginning. And so if you are not um if you're not somebody who can step out of your emotions long enough to see things from a different perspective and to give people the chance to unravel, then it'll cost you. Because you end up losing friendships that at the end of the day, would have been saved with one conversation. Mm. And that's the thing about relationships and emotional intelligence and the human experience is that at the end of the day, most of the things that we fight about usually just takes one conversation, sometimes two. But at the end of the day, it always takes one conversation. 
and a conversation that you go into giving the other person the chance to win. Not going into it and in the back of your head, they already lost with you. So whatever it is they come up with, it, will, it doesn't suffice, right? But genuinely going into the conversation, giving the other person the benefit of the doubt that you are wrong. And allowing that conversation be able to change your mind and give you the ability to see things from their perspective. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for this time. I mean, this has been insightful. And I believe everyone who listens to this episode will also learn a thing or two that they can start with their lives. And welcome. As many that would like to take your course, I'll definitely put your handle there so they can always reach out to you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, I don't think I introduced myself in the beginning, actually. Oh, that's true. My name is Selma Enang. I'm an emotional intelligence coach, a nutritionist, a personal trainer. And this was fun to do. I think that's all the introduction. Okay, yeah. So if you're trying to follow me on social media, is at Selma and I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, thank you so so much. Thank yeah. you for having me. Okay, guys. So we have come to the end of this particular episode. I believe you learned a whole lot because I did and looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. So look out for the next episode, which is next Monday. Uh, Please don't forget to subscribe and share the link to this episode with your friends. And as usual, I'm always looking forward to your comments, your feedbacks and to what you've learned and how the podcast is helping you. Thank you once again for joining me and see you in the next episode.